Hello and welcome to another episode of Playing Catch Up. We've got something a little bit different this week. Uh, I spoke to Graham Goring, an indie developer who's working on his first title called Phantom Island. Uh, and he was also previously at Traveller's Tales Fusion, uh, working across a number of the high-profile LEGO games. Um, he wrote the script for LEGO City Undercover. He uh, he worked on the story for LEGO Dimensions. He was lead story designer on a couple of uh, big ones, uh, LEGO Jurassic World and uh, Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. So I wanted to, to just chat to him about how he's getting on with with uh, life as a, an indie developer and how that kind of contrasts versus um, his time uh, at TT Fusion working on these huge licenses um, for a big franchise like the Lego games. Now, I first spoke to Graham probably a couple of years ago now, actually, just before the podcast went on uh, an extended hiatus due to some personal circumstances I've spoken about on previous episodes. I won't go into again here, but... Um, yeah, for that reason, I wasn't really in the right headspace to, to edit that previous interview uh, and put it out. By the time I was, it's obviously well out of date. So I got in touch with Graham and asked if, if he would be up for, for speaking again. And to his credit, he was he was bang up for it straight away. And, and my way of uh, repaying Graham for that show of faith was to wait a few months to get it edited and up again this time. It was actually before Christmas I spoke to him uh, most recently, uh, probably a month or two before Christmas. So... Graham, if you're listening, I apologise for waiting so long to get this sorted out, but um, it's finally ready to go up now, and I can't wait for you guys to to hear the conversation we had. Um, really looking forward to his game, Phantom Island. It sounds right up my alley, but uh, see what you think for yourself, and uh, we'll be back next week with a regular episode. when we spoke uh getting on for a couple of years ago now you i think you were you had pretty much just left uh and were, were kind of striding out on your own um what we're, we're obviously a couple of years on from that point now how's it all going as an indie dev is it the right decision are you you're happy how's it going um so, i mean I, I don't know if it was the right decision yet because because <laughs> i'm still i'm still in the thick of it things are going way slower than i thought yeah I mean, sort of glacially slow uh in terms of game dev but um i i, I think everyone that happens to everyone everyone always thinks oh and it'll take six months to knock it out and then yeah it takes so 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 much <laughs> longer um but you know uh i'm starting to see some really lovely stuff from my, my artist uh sven yeah. um so that that's cool um, and then once that kind of deci- that that the graphical direction of the game is chosen, um, uh, then the sound guy is going to start doing stuff because that is very much sort of you know they're a, a, a package deal so to speak. Yes. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. And, and in terms of sort of gameplay, it's, it's come on uh, a long way. It's still ridiculously early because I've been building system upon system upon system. Mm. Um, uh, because it's it's a ridiculously it's um. Yeah, feature creep. The game uh, it may as well be called uh, if it weren't called Phantom Island. Uh, it's uh, yeah, but I, I, I get the thing. It's going to be one of these games that, for a very small niche of people, they will absolutely adore it. Yeah, um, and a lot of people will bounce off it because there'll be things about it that are like, well, I don't like that kind of puzzle, and I, I don't like that aspect of it. It's so. Um, yeah, some people will love it, but I, I suspect some people will really not get on with it. So, for, so, you know, a really, really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so when people listening to this, so what, what is the, the topic? I remember you saying that puzzles were going to be a relatively big focus. Is that, is that, am I remembering that correctly? 
Yeah, yeah, it's it was it's basically it's a, a Metroidvania, but with a big focus on loads of puzzles of all kinds. I mean, it's it's a game that will be uh, sort of impossible to translate because there'll be puzzles based on sort of uh, wordplay almost in okay. the same way that like uh, like there were in like the old point and click adventures. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like it's it's like that kind of puzzle. But then there will also be logic puzzles. Like there's a language you have to figure out a, a language of runes. Uh, and you do it via sort of logical deduction, and sometimes um, by uh, by say, for instance, if you figure out the, the the numbers one, two, and three in it, then by figuring out oh that's a sum, therefore I know that that room must be four, and okay. um, extra- yeah. extrapolation and stuff like that. So it's um, it's got it's a crazy amount of different things, and 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 it's all kind of. But there's there's loads of helpers within the game. You have like this journal, and so if you could, you can look back at any conversation you've had. Like you, if you're like, oh shit, there was an object that had like um, something, some word in the description. Yeah, you can you can just you can just type that in, and it will say, well, this is everywhere that word has appeared, like in conversations or on signs you've read or in object descriptions. So sometimes you know puzzles might involve cross-referencing information. It's um, yeah, it's a really dumb idea. <laughs> now this might be a completely inaccurate um, kind of comparison to make. So. so- the first thing that I thought of when you when you mentioned some of those things there was some of the extra puzzles in Fez. I don't know whether that is a, a game that you you played or, or enjoyed. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I really that, loved that aspect of that game. Uh, weirdly, the the guy who's doing the sound not the, is the same guy who did the sound for Fez, not uh, Richard Veland. It's actually yeah. uh, Brandon McCartin who did uh, did the sound effects. Oh wow! So, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's weird because a lot of people cite the um, the puzzle in Fez with the Rosetta Stone, basically. Yes. You know the, yeah. the quick brown fox thing. But it's, for me, that's kind of like, oh, that's pretty. You've got one thing that gives away everything there. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, yeah. whereas the equivalent in my game will be, you know, you'll learn, you'll learn one thing, and therefore from that you'll have to extrapolate what the other things mean. And sure. So it, it'll be somewhat more involved, but but hopefully also enjoyable. Um, but I'm hoping to have it so that it, it, with a lot of these puzzles. If you can't figure it out at the time, if you go off and do stuff, you'll get sort of extra clues that will make it easier to solve. So the first time you encounter them, you can solve them. Mm. But you know, if if you if you bounce off it, then come back later and it'll be like, oh, I've got all this other information, and that makes solving this a doddle. I'm with you. I'm with you. That sounds really really interesting. So uh, you said that it's taking a lot longer than you thought. What what was your feeling when you first set out making the game? How long did you think it was going to take? I, I mean, I knew it was going to take a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I uh, quit TT Fusion back in um, was, yeah, February, March of 2017. So about, yeah, one and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and I thought at this point I would have like a really quite fancy looking thing with a lot of finished stuff in it. Yeah. Um, and I do not. Um, <laughs> I, I, have, I have like the first sort of dozen rooms pretty much nailed down. But you know, it's a game that's going to have hundreds and hundreds of rooms. So uh, yeah, it's it's the thing is we're still sort of uh, tinkering with the the actual the, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just you know the the metrics of the game in yeah. terms of how high the jump is, how fast the jump is, and stuff like that. So yeah, until that's all you know nailed down, there's no point in building loads and loads of rooms. Absolutely, yeah. So you're not putting yourself under pressure to to get this done. It's one of those things where you want it to be right. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's it's my dream game. There's there's no if if it's not right, then it's it's not worth Absolutely. doing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, um, how how did you get come to the, the guys you're working with uh, on this? How, how where did your relationship with them form? 
Uh, well, I've known I've known Sven for years because um, I used to be on the I used to be a, like do a bit of pixel artist stuff, yes. do a bit of pixeling. That was my first job in the industry back in two thousand. Was uh, I was a pixel artist for Z two. Yeah. When uh, it was on the Game Boy Color, so you could be shit and it didn't matter, <laughs> um, which is handy because I was shit um, and I I, I I very much failed upwards at that place. Right. Um, and uh, and so I knew Sven through the, these these uh, forums, the pixelation forums okay. and stuff like that. So he'd draw, draw stuff on there. And, and uh, although he loves the Commodore sixty four, so you know technically we are enemies because um, I'm a <laughs> ZX Spectrum person. Oh yeah, well I'm with you on that one. Yeah, and it's, it's the right answer. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> um, and uh, Brandon McCartan, I knew through Teaksource. Um, right. Through, yeah. Yeah. Derek Hughes' place. Um, because cause I was on there right at the start, as was he, obviously, and uh, yeah. I remember his, his little guy balding game and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, and, and but but Sven kind of kind of brought him on board. Effectively, it was kind of like, oh, I've got someone for the sound. I was like, okay, didn't know that was your job, but okay, <laughs> saves me the job of having to find someone. So, so that's really cool because you know I like I like Brandon a lot, and uh, so yeah, it's it's good to work with people you've you know you've known for quite a while. Yeah, absolutely. And presumably you're working remotely with those guys. How, how does that? Uh, very much so. Yeah, how's that working for you? Wait, uh, uh, contact sometimes is sparse. I'll be right. honest, but then you know, there's so much I need to get done before they can really do much anyway. Yeah. That up until now hasn't really been an issue. Sure. Um, um, going forward, we will see. Um, but but you know, again, I, I feel like you know, with sound, I can I can basically just say to Brandon, this is the kind of thing I need, and you know, he's gonna he's gonna produce that stuff and then come back, and hopefully it'll be fairly simple for him to actually get it into the game because I've, I've been. <laughs> Here's the thing, I don't know, because I've never implemented sound in, in, a, in a game before, mm. other than doing you know, my own remakes. Yeah. But having someone third, a third party actually implement it, hopefully I've, I've made it fairly simple, but I, I guess we'll see, because the game runs in its own editor, and its, its editor is fairly hideous, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. So what um, what brought you to make that particular game? Has this always been something you've been been thinking of from from way back when you were working, you know, at, at TT Fusion and what have you? Is this something that you've had planned for a long time, or is it you just thought you you want to go off and make your own game, and then the idea came after that? Um, I mean. Look, if if Warner's lawyers are listening, then obviously I only started making this game after I left <laughs> Fusion. Yeah. Um, if if they aren't listening, then it's been something I've been tinkering with for years. Frankly, yeah. there was like a, a completely different previous version that I, I shit canned because it the code got r- ridiculously poor. Um, right. I've always you know I've always, I've always liked two D stuff because um, I can't do the maths for three D. <laughs> um, frankly, I'd love to do like a first person dungeon crawl one day, but yeah. you know that that's a ways off until I can hire someone who can do all the difficult stuff. Right. Uh, and just leaving me to write dick jokes on the walls of the dungeons. Um, <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, it's uh, it, no, I've always wanted to make this game. I mean, but what this game is has ridiculously increased in scope yeah. as I've been making this game because it's kind of like you see things in other games and you go, oh yeah, that would work really well, or at least you think it would because until you've done it, you don't know. Mm. I mean, it may well be there's a bunch of stuff that I have written that I'll, I'll come to try and use it, and I'll be like, oh no, this was a terrible idea. <laughs> Um, I will have to rip this out of the game, yeah. and with it, six months of my life. <laughs> um, so, so hopefully, though, hopefully, all the stuff will kind of it will come together. I, I what I really love the the game I keep going back to actually is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Okay, yeah, because um, 
I really love the fact that it was so scatterbrained, so scattershot, and, and it was like because uh, the later the later sort of Soulsvania games, they're kind of like, oh, it's all weapon souls, and it's all kind of a couple of different systems. But in that, it was it was like, oh, there's this shield, and if you use it with this weapon, you get these weird screen filling attacks, and also his 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 like uh, you know thirty different types of food, and uh, and oh, there's there's these weird little items, and you can only find two of them in the game, and when you use them, they do like a smart bomb attack. Yeah, and I just I just loved that kind of sense of mystery where you'd find stuff and you'd be like. Well, I wonder what this is going to do when I use it. Um, so, yeah, ridiculous amounts of items as a result. So, when it came time to make that decision to to kind of say, right, this is the point at which I'm going to go and make my dream game. How how difficult a decision was that to to, to was, say this is the right time? It was really easy, right. um, to be honest. I mean, because my my wife was incredibly supportive, yeah, uh, and remains so. So that's good. Um, because basically I, I, I met my wife at a, at a fairly late stage in life where we both had houses. So I was able to sell mine and pay off her mortgage and still have some money left over. I'm with you. So, so in terms of, you know, financially, it was, it was not a, a, a difficult decision, but obviously, uh, uh, she had to support that and, and she has been incredibly supportive. And, and then of course we made the rash decision to have a child, um, <laughs> Which uh, to this day bites us in the ass. Um, <laughs> uh, he's adorable, um, but but he is a handful. Yeah. Thus, thus the headache I am currently sporting. Sure. Um, because he was up so early this morning, oh. um, and uh, yeah, it was really easy. And then also, I was at a point in my career at TT where I was like, I'm, I cannot write this these these same lines again and again. Oh no, bad guys! Look out, bad guys! More bad guys incoming. It's like, right. oh, I, I cannot do that again. Uh, unless, of course, because they they don't just let you copy and paste that shit, unfortunately. <laughs> um, much to my chagrin. Yeah. So, I mean, was it a case? Was that a big factor then that that you were just you were done? You'd had enough of of work on those games. Um, it was a big factor in terms of, you know, if 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 my wife hadn't been so cool with me doing this, then yeah, it, I I would have I would continue to tinker on it in my spare time, and it wouldn't be half the project it is at the moment. Yeah, um, you know, it would have been. I I I'm not sure what state it would be in, to be honest. It may have died on the vine, um, but, but yeah, I mean, I, I was like from a creative standpoint, I, I was, I was, it was, it was getting to not be fulfilling. It's, I, I was quite unfortunate that my, my my most my most sort of creatively fulfilling thing I ever did at TT Fusion was kind of the first thing I wrote there, and then and then since then they they never. I was never entrusted with an entire project in the same manner. It was right. always, you know, based on stuff that was licensed. Yes. Um, where you are, you know, somewhat more constrained. I mean, you can have some fun with it, but, yeah. but you can't really, you, ca- you can't write jokes about sticking apples up horses' asses. <laughs> yeah. Um, unfortunately. So was was Lego City Undercover the first, the first, get this, what you're referring S- to then? Yes, well, sort of the first. The first, <laughs> okay. Basically, uh, the first game I was, I was brought in actually to work on um, uh, Guinness World Records two, and the day I arrived, they shit canned it, and it was kind of like, mm, do you want to do Harry Potter? And I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, if it's that or the the doll queue, yeah, yeah I'll do Harry Potter. Yeah. So we did this isometric Harry Potter game on the uh, Nintendo DS, yeah, um, which was really cool because it used touchscreen control for casting spells and stuff like that, and it was completely different to. Okay. Like the the console one, it was his own beast. Yeah. But that needed loads of dialogue for it. Um. Um. But that all had to get past um the the, the literary agency that obviously uh, represents that the IP. Yeah. Um. Which was a joy. Um. <laughs> I can because, detect some mild sarcasm. 
Yeah, it's, especially if you couldn't point to it being in the film, then it's kind of like, well, I don't know. And, right. and you know, they, they, they were incredibly strict. And obviously, you know, it's 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 a massive IP and they have to be incredibly protective of it. Yeah. But it's not like I was trying to turn characters into rapists or anything like that. It was. <laughs> it would have been one direction uh, to go. It, I mean, absolutely. But uh, it was, I, I decided to go in a slightly more kitty friendly one. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was quite. It was, yeah. It was. There was, um, it was. It was a frustrating at times. But then, you know, all, all, all game dev is frustrating at times. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, with with undercover, then. So, presumably, there was there was a fair bit more freedom with that. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the basic plot of the game was kind of desire, designed by the actual the gameplay it's kind of like well you got to unlock this ability first so uh, you know he's got to be an astronaut at this point in the story and okay. blah, blah blah yeah so uh, and at the start I was I wasn't the first writer on it they'd already brought a guy in but he was working sort of externally right and I don't think they were they, basically the turnaround wasn't fast enough for their liking and uh, I don't think personally I didn't think the writing was funny at all right okay um uh and so they were like well do you want to go what actually happened is that uh, one of the guys high up at the company who i'm uh, in debt uh, to forever jonathan smith had seen me uh, doing stand-up uh in nottingham at the right. video game thing yeah and it and i i guess they looked at me and they said well i mean he works for us so he's going to be a damn sight cheaper um so yeah should we just should we just let him have a try it and and so i tried punching up a couple of scenes that the other guy had written and they were like ah fuck it let's let i mean what's the worst that can happen (laughs) um but i was really lucky that they actually they brought in an editor uh, andrew walsh um to come in and uh knock my stuff into shape because in terms of i you know i was very very um, undisciplined, and uh, it wasn't a lot of the time. The gameplay didn't the, the the writing wasn't doing the job of basically making sure the player always knows what they're trying to be, what they're meant to be doing. Yeah. And um, and then you know there'd be occasions where it was where it was just doing that, and it wasn't throwing in enough jokes. So he would basically you know take a look at it and go, no, this needs to do this. Um, so yeah, uh, his his input was invaluable. But from then onwards. Uh, they they just I uh, uh, would fly solo because again it's cheaper. <laughs> so I mean, how naturally did it come to you to to kind of hit the right tone with with that? Because obviously you, it's ostensibly a kids game, but there's so much in there that is going to appeal to older players. You know, there's a huge number of film references in there and what have you. How hard was it to to kind of feel like you were really? you were hitting the right tone? Really easy for me because I because I I've got an incredibly juvenile sense of humour anyway. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I still think the word poo is inherently amusing. Well, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely, it's you know it's three of the greatest letters in in the in the language. Um, so yeah, that that was really easy. The, to be honest with you, the the parody stuff was my least favourite stuff. It was right. kind of it was somewhat foisted on me. It was like more parody, more parody, more yeah. parody, and it was like oh, okay, fine. Because sometimes it feels really cheap and lazy parody. It's kind of like hey, remember this thing? It's it's that thing. Yeah, and, and that's kind of the extent of it. And that was like. Oh, Okay, fine. Um, but actually, it was quite useful from a legal standpoint. <laughs> Apparently, we were told by our legal department that basically, if you parody one thing, then you know that those guys can sue you. But if you parody everything, then it's kind of like uh, fine. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's interesting. So, so that, yeah. Um, so so yeah. So that's that's why it kind of worked out okay. Yeah. Um, so I mean, on the other end of the spectrum, then presumably something like. Um, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I mean, that is obviously an insanely anticipated film. You, you've got 
um, kind of access to key information about that film way, way in advance of it coming out. Is that yeah. is that a massive burden? Is it exciting? I mean, what, what's the... What oh, it's it? terrifying because yeah. I'm a fucking blabbermouth. <laughs> right. I, um, I, honest to God, here's, here's I mean, uh, obviously I didn't break the uh, the rules of the NDA. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, at, at any point, yeah. uh, and I would never do that. Um, no, it, yeah, it's it, it feels weird knowing that Han dies, you yeah. know, like a year before everyone else. It's yeah. like, oh shit, <laughs> please don't accidentally. You know, just make that your signature on Twitter or something. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have signatures on Twitter. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's terrifying. But I mean, it's really cool. I mean, like, they were, um, really fantastic to work with. Like, in terms of like their feedback on the stuff was like, it was mostly technical things that they'd be like, well, this, this counteracts this. So you need to change that. Right. But, you know, the, again, it was like a surprising amount of freedom. Like, you know, getting to, to name characters who are now kind of part of, Star Wars lore. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was was awesome, and effectively, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think this is true because because I was told that the game was canon, which seems a bit weird. Um, but so it means that I probably wrote the last lines that Harrison Ford recorded as uh, Han Solo because he did them so far after the movie had come yeah. out. Oh, that's um, pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it was like, oh, that's that's kind of a weird claim to fame. That's possibly true. <laughs> yeah, um, we'll say it's true. It's yeah, we'll pretty, say it's true. Pretty it's, much it, true. I, I, I definitely did it. Me and him are besties now, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, to was, him, I was I was a voice in a box somewhere. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, was Star Wars a big thing for you growing up? Was, was it was it like a dream thing to be working with? I mean, obviously, when I was doing the interviews for the game release, I said it was. Um, <laughs> The, 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 the truth is, it absolutely was probably one of the first bits of sci-fi I ever saw, and and start the original Star Wars had kind of a profound effect on me. It was kind of like holy shit, yeah. But really, I'm a Doctor Who guy, okay. so um, so actually getting to do that for Lego Dimensions was yeah. kind of more of a thrill yeah. for me. Getting to to write stuff and have Peter Capaldi say it um, that was that was insanely cool. But um, no, I mean, yeah, I, I love Star Wars. I, 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 I really, you know, been enjoying, you know, all the all the new stuff like Solo, and uh, we only watched that quite recently. And uh, but, but, yeah, truthfully, um, yeah, no, Doctor Doctor Who was was my bag. Yeah. So I mean, you said they were really easy to work with, but presumably there must have been some kind of real security around around. Um, I don't know what 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 was your access? Did you see a, a script or or were you shown scenes in progress? How, how did that work? In, in terms of you know, I, I kind of have to still respect the NDA. Okay, but fine. In, yeah. I, I can't say exactly what we saw. I mean, basically, they gave us what we needed. Sure, but um, but yeah, I I, I I I I I still I still can't talk about that stuff. No, no, um, problem. but it was no, the, the, um, but. It was um it was really good you know because I think it really helped us the fact that we were coming out six months after after yes. the uh, the movie had launched because that that meant that because there were still things coming up when we were building those final levels where we weren't entirely sure what certain things looked like right so being able to you know like literally on on the day the movie came out you know like loads of the artists went to see it to go oh shit I need to build rebuild that <laughs> right, um, okay. um uh because uh, yeah, um, but and then then there were bits that got dropped, like the snow speeder chase that you know people have mentioned as is like a, a bit that happened in it, but but that got cut out. So we had a level that was suddenly like, oh well, get rid of that. Oh wow. Um, okay. 
Yeah, but that's, I mean, game, normally that happens because you get to the end of the project and you realise, oh shit, we're not going to get this finished. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so, but that, that you know, that, that got cut fairly early on. Um, so, yeah, we, we, we got what we needed. Um, and and it was amazing that you know we got access to the actors. That was that was incredible. Mm. That, uh, I've got you know a signed thing from Carrie Fisher uh, to my wife, which is oh, wow. uh, which is really lovely. It's it's you know yeah. uh, a lovely little memento. So so that was that was insanely cool. Oh, fantastic! And you mentioned dimensions there. So again, you know you obviously got in that game you've got so many different beloved characters interacting and what have you that must have been quite quite an insane thing to work on as well uh it would yeah incredibly insane just like every week you know a new, a new uh, actor that was you know you you never thought you'd work with was coming yeah. in to record stuff you know you got gary Oldman playing the bad guy he was yes. you know a blast yeah he was lovely uh, you know uh, Christopher Lloyd, yeah, uh, yeah. Michael, Michael J. Fox, who I directed, because because apparently uh, two p.m. in New York is not the same as two p.m. in L.A. So <laughs> right. that's something we discovered. Um, <laughs> so, so so as a result, I, I discovered with about you know half an hour's notice that I'd be uh, directing him. Oh and, wow! Uh, he, and and he was so fucking lovely. It was yeah. and and then. Because once I'd done that, they were kind of like, "Oh, do you want to do Max von Sydow as well?" It's like, well, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was um, that was in- incredible. The level of you know the level of trust slash cost saving they entrusted me with yeah, um, yeah. Um, was was lovely. But um, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah, every, every, every yeah every day there was it was it was like shit. We're putting this in it now because we were still discovering as it was going on what new IPs were getting added to it. Yeah. It was because it, you know at the start there were certain things in it that then they were like actually no we can't get that and so they dropped out and then other things came in right it was, okay. um, yeah it was that was that was a really cool project and it was it was nice to you know be able to work on you know the main story of it as well yeah you know get to have a bunch of input into that yeah and in terms of the the concept of that game was was that purely a reaction to the kind of the popularity of the Skylands games or had it already been something that they were working towards or is it I think I think it was John Burton's plan all along to be able to do something like that yeah because because you know the fact it, it is the perfect thing for Lego yeah it makes fact, so much sense know, doesn't it right because yeah Lego's already entwined with you know 90% of these IPs yeah so why not do some sort of you know big mega mix thing uh, and I think the only way you can sort of justify that probably budgetarily is by having one of these toys to life things yeah. where, you know, at that point, they very much look like cash cows. Yes. Um, yeah. That that has uh, since proven to be not true in terms of a lot of them, mm. you know, because, uh, you know, a lot of them wound up, you know, pretty early. I think I think Lego Dimensions did really well by its players in terms of the level of support it had, yeah. you know, after after the fact. Um, but yeah, you look at Disney Infinity, and that went kaplunk yes. in a really kind of uh, inglorious way. It was, um, yeah. You mentioned obviously you, you've got a son now, and are you? I'm wondering whether you're the same. When my my boy's nine now, so he he plays all the games all the time, and I don't play anything. But when he was younger, it was a big thing for me to kind of when is the right time to introduce him to games? Am I going to introduce him to games or, or let him kind of? find them on his own is that something that kind of is something you find yourself thinking about or is it just a that's something for the future i no, no very much i mean his middle name is sinclair 
um, because of the spectrum. Amazing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, uh, that, that's it. We had to agree on the first name, but but I got <laughs> I got my own pick on the surname, uh, the middle name. So that's yeah. nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I I I really look forward to introducing to to games and and sort of but give them like a proper grounding because I I know some people who are like twenty and I say stuff like ghouls and ghosts to them and yeah. they just like what? It's like <laughs> oh fucking hell. Yeah. It's, it's, know yeah. your history. Uh, yeah. and, and it just it winds mine. Uh, it winds me up. So no, that that poor little kid of mine is going to have to play on stuff. You know, Sinclair Spectrum games. So this was my exact thing. I I was saying to my friends, this is what I'm going to do with with my boy. Uh, obviously, it hasn't quite worked out quite that far back. Uh, uh, it's not not easy to introduce. I think when he's a bit older, he might go back and play some of that stuff because I yeah, yeah but, I've got so many amazing memories of Spectrum games. I'd love for him to to play through some of that stuff. Yeah, the problem is that they're just so fucking user unfriendly, aren't they? It's yeah. like you know, you look yeah. at Mario, and it's like, well, this is brilliant. This is this this still holds up, but you know, most of the Spectrum games, it's kind of right. So you're going to need to know these seventeen keys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's not happening, is yeah. it? I yeah. mean, it's, it's like it's like Mavis Beacon's typing practically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's um, it was uh, for me. It's so amazing when he. I was very, very as much as I wanted him to get into it. I was very wary of trying to kind of push them, if you like, onto him to say, "Look how amazing this <laughs> hobby is." It's it's really lovely that he is uh, he's taken it to heart as much as as I did when I was his age. So, so is he is he like just Minecraft, 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 Fortnite that kind uh, of thing? Minecraft was the, the obsession for a long time. Now it's Fortnite. Mm. We kind of finally gave in to to letting him play it. He's, he's nine, and and that was a massive kind of moral struggle as to whether that's old enough to be playing something like that um does does he is he allowed voice chat or not he is but only with people we know who are his friends from school so we, we monitor his friends list ah. and, and things like that so um he is but yeah he's not exposed <laughs> to other people on it but and, uh, and the salty language that doubtlessly yeah, yeah exactly exactly but um no he he had loved um Plants vs Zombies Garden Warfare before before oh, Fortnite yeah. was a thing because uh, he loved he loved the original kind of tower defense um, Plants vs Zombies and and kind yeah. of got into that so yeah by the time he'd played that it, we kind of felt you know he's already kind of playing a relatively violent game although it's dressed up in kind of cartoony uh, uh, graphics that but but yeah it, I do feel a bit guilty that he's playing it this early but it, then there's the pressure from school everybody is playing it. You know, it's, Absolutely. It, you know. How is he going to know how to floss? Hmm? <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. But so, have you have you kind of idealised this then with, with your son? You you've got the exact types of game that you know specific games you want to introduce him to and what have you. Yes. However, I have to you know you have to know. I mean, in five years' time, who knows what gaming? Well, this look is it, like. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It might all just be you know chips that you plug into your testicles or whatever. I don't know. It's. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, that's my idealized version of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can only hope. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so it may well be that he'll take one look at Spectrum stuff and be just like, "What is that? I'm, what am I even looking at? It's like a black and white movie to him." Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm not playing Chucky Egg, Dad. It's, uh, it's not happening. I even know the guy who made that. Really? You know, that'd be nice. I could say you could you could go and meet Doug. Do you want to go meet Doug? He made Chucky Egg. <laughs> oh, amazing. That would be cool. So, I mean. Obviously, you're you're working on your own game at the moment, as you say. You've got a son. Do you find do you have time to play other games at the moment, or is it is that just not on the table? I I, I make time. Generally, the Switch has been like so good for this. Yeah. Just the fact that you know you can game anywhere and just in bed is brilliant. I still we I have like a regular thing. Like um, we have uh, on Sunday nights, I have Souls time, where uh, me and a couple of friends will play one of the Souls games together. Yeah. 
but but we're coming to the point where we've played through all of them like twice and it's and and you know the new Sekiro that's coming out next year that's not multiplayer so I think we're going to try we're doing Fallout 76 later oh wow okay I I think that's the one we're going to go so I thought I I thought oh I'll play a bit of Fallout 4 to discover to you know get back into that and I was like holy shit this is tedious yeah I've Um, I've bounced right off Fallout 4 I loved Fallout 3 and uh, yeah it didn't didn't do it for me Fallout 4 I played it for about 60 hours absolutely loved it and then I just suddenly went no uh, I'm done with this, um, and I, I, it took it took so long to reinstall. Bloody hell! Um, but yeah, so so I'm, I'm worried about Fallout 76 now. But I think yeah. the thing is, any game you add multiplayer to it, and frankly, it can be a game about giving people prostrates. It'll still be it'll be way more fun because it's multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's definitely a lot, um, a lot in that. I think. Um, yeah, I've played some pretty terrible games with mates, and as you say, it just elevates it, doesn't it? It's it doesn't really matter what you're playing. Yeah, which is why I'm really, you know, gutted that I don't know how to do netcode because it would help my game out a lot. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, don't know how to react to that. Just add some turd polish to that. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is, isn't it? Netcode. Yeah. (laughs) So, I mean, have you got? Do you allow yourself to think beyond Phantom Island, or is that is that obviously that's the focus? But do you? Do you know what you want to do beyond that, or is it just let's get this let's get this as as good as it can be? I've got I've got two things I'd quite like to do after it, which is one well, I'd love to do like a procedural version of Attic Attack for oh, some reason. Wow, okay, yeah. Like I like I think that's again because that game totally lends itself to speedrunning. But funnily enough, a friend of mine, Richard Jordan, who did uh, an old version of Attic Attack, actually a retrospect, he's doing an isometric Attic Attack, and so I think I've foisted most of my ideas. Uh, onto him, so he's probably yeah. going to do that anyway. So right. the other thing is, like I say, first-person dungeon crawl. Oh yes, yeah, like, have, yeah. have you seen Delver? No, no. It, okay, it's um, uh, I think it's a Java-based game, but it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a first-person dungeon crawl, but with like a free-look camera. So it's more more akin to something like um, Ultima Underworld, right? Okay, uh, yeah, those old ones, um, or Arx Fatalist. Um, but but it's procedurally generated, which I don't particularly like. But it has an, it has this beautiful pixel art aesthetic. But I'd like to do like a designed one of those with you know puzzles, so sort of somewhere between that and Legend of Grimrock. Yes, uh, I'd love to do something like that because I think I find them just so immersive and so so atmospheric. Those titles. Yeah, and is there anything um, on the horizon, um, games wise, that you're particularly looking forward to? Oh, Resident Evil Two remake. Oh obviously. yeah, uh, yeah. That looks that looks amazingly disgusting. Um, <laughs> Sekiro looks brilliant yes. as well. Um, Metro Exodus, there's there's a load actually. Oh, and, and Cyberpunk obviously, but that God knows when that's going to happen. Yeah, it'd be a while. But yeah, I, I I love immersive Sims. So yeah. um, actually, the um, the the game that isn't Underworld Three, uh, what's it called? Um, Underworld Ascendant, something like that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that's what they called it. I, I I can't remember what name they couldn't use to avoid legal issues. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that looks interesting, and of course the the System Shock remake yes. sounds really uh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, Immersive Sims is quite a few of those coming out, which is good given that it seems like um, the people who did what was it Prey and Dishonored have kind of knocked them on the head possibly yeah. for a while. Yeah. Which was sad because they were they did amazing work in that area. Yeah, and so. What what are your um, expectations for for Phantom Island in terms of do you do you um, is kind of critical acclaim the most important thing to you is it is it obviously you want to make you want it to sell well but I mean what what is the what is the real hope with it 
I would say critical acclaim uh, and adulation of my peers for me, obviously. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, my, my wife would say, um, getting back the huge amounts of money we poured into it, <laughs> Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously, I wanted to, to break even and then some so I can continue doing this. Yeah. I hope people enjoy the writing in it, obviously, because I am, you know, um, I'd say first and foremost a writer. And I, I say that because my, t- my coding is so bad. Um <laughs> So yeah, um, yeah. I, ho- I hope people re- don't immediately just look at it as a grab bag of stolen gameplay ideas. <laughs> You're really selling um, it with dick jokes. <laughs> I know. Just think. I, I know, it's 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 really uh, yeah. It's it's it's, it's going to be a really hard sell. I don't know. This, it's not really a game that you can demo particularly because because I feel like if if the game lasts ten hours, I'll still be teaching you new shit in hour nine. Right. Yeah. Because the amount of dumb stuff I've put in there, um, yeah, <laughs> the amount of different systems uh, and things is uh, insane. So, yeah, but then things that give me heart, uh, that give me sort of you know um, a good feeling. Uh, when you look at that uh, Tarn Adams, what is it called? A uh, Dwarf Fortress. Yes. You know, there's a game that's ridiculously complicated, and people fucking love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, admittedly, that one's free, which helps, but. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, hopefully, like, like I say, I, I, I think I think for for certain people, I hope they will adore this game. Yeah. Um, for people who don't like childish humour, um, and jokes about poo, <laughs> uh, I mean it's not all poo jokes. Uh, there are there are bum jokes, there are bully jokes. It's really got something for everyone. Yeah, the whole gamut, right? Okay. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. From 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 A to P P. Um, uh, um, yeah, for people who don't like that, that that may be a, a, a you know an issue for them because there's quite a bit of reading in it as well because you know there are puzzles that are based on figuring out riddles and stuff yeah. like that and and there are logic puzzles that are almost akin to Sudoku but sort of made into game form. It's uh, it's yeah, it's kind of stuffed with weird things, but that's what I hope is is kind of the joy of it because I, I love variety in games. I love it when games do something. That I uh, is unexpected, and because it's basically a Metroidvania, there's 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 not an awful lot of wiggle room there in terms of adding new stuff that people haven't seen. Um, I think you know, you look at Hollow Knight; it doesn't do anything new. It's a brilliant game, yeah. Um, but but there's there's nothing particularly unexpected in that, apart from you know, I'd say the setting, you know, the whole insect. Thing. Yes, yeah. Um, so I'm I'm hopeful that. Um, yeah, I'm hopeful that it's all the other stuff that's on top of that that really um, keeps people coming back to it and uh, gets people into it. Plus, if you like secrets and um, stuff like that, it's going to be absolutely jam-packed with the bastards. <laughs> well, it sounds right up my alley. I, I don't know if one sale is going to be going to quite m- kind of meet your expectations, but I'm, it's um, it's definitely kind of right at the top of my list it sounds Actually, amazing it's, it's going to surpass my expectations it's it's going to very much disappoint my wife <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely so, so obviously you say it's taken a it's taking a lot longer than you had first anticipated do you have a view of, of how much longer it will it will take to get where it needs to be whatever i say will be wrong yeah, um yeah. i think we're going to do a, a kickstarter next year um realistically i need to make sure that we've that uh we have enough, you know, lovely gifts of stuff that yes. you know it's got a following before we even think about a Kickstarter. Yeah. Um, so, so that's going to be sort of mid next year, I'd say at the earliest. Okay. Yeesh. 
Um, and then, and then, of course, you put a uh, you put a finish date on that. Yeah. And that has to that has to be a barefaced lie. Um, that is that is the rule with Kickstarter. It has yeah. to be as it as inaccurate as possible. If you can possibly put it sometime in the past, then that's <laughs> yeah. If you can say, oh, actually, as soon as you back it, uh, you've actually had it for six weeks. Then you know that's that's the ideal in terms of Kickstarter stuff. So yeah. realistically, you know, I'd, I'd I'd love to have it out in twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> etc. Yeah, yeah. No, that's. Um, I think people do have that expectation with Kickstarter, don't they? That that people obviously are giving their best guess, but mm. it's it's not not necessarily going to happen. And but at the same time, you see Kickstarter campaigns where people are particularly vitriolic if things don't go as they expect. So is there any nervousness about, about going down that route, or are you, are you happy? Uh, I, 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 well, I, I, I don't think I'm going to do any like really big money tiers. No, yeah. I think it's when people invest a lot of money that they can become particularly, you know, like, girl, I invested, you know, five grand. Yeah. Like, you know, like the feeling that some of the people who invested in, um, um, oh, shit, what's it called? Uh, big uh, Chris Roberts thing. Oh, Star uh, Citizen. Starters, yeah. you know, like a lot of those, I imagine, are you know, well, Derek Smart for a start, um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but but you know, if, if if my tiers max out at you know like eighty quid or whatever, yeah, yeah. Uh, for 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 you know, be in the game, <laughs> yeah. that kind of crazy yeah. shit, that then hopefully people won't be too annoyed. Um, and I think I think as long as I think communication is the key, as long as I'm remembering to put out an update every every month. Yeah, I think um, that's the which, that's which the I, huge I, thing, isn't it? Is is people just want to know that you're still there working on the game yeah absolutely so um yeah i think i think as long as doing monthly because i get ones that are weekly and it's kind of like oh, oh i don't care mate <laughs> yeah yeah exactly you know, just uh, could come back to me when you got some actual news rather than oh here's some fan art from our community isn't it shit <laughs> <laughs> um which a lot of them seem to resort to yeah bloodstained um <laughs> Um, which I'm, st- I'm looking forward to a lot because it's it's you know Symphony of the Night, yeah. um, but yeah. it's it's like I don't care about that. You know, show show me some game footage. Yeah, if you, can, if you can't show me something, but also you, you don't want to spoil the game. That's the worry because there's, there's there's loads of stuff in the game that I'd love people to go in and not know anything about. Yeah, it's 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 really that balancing act. I think is going to be the hardest part. Telling people enough about the game that they want to buy it, but not enough that they feel like they've already played it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Oh well. Thank you again so much for for chatting with me. Best of luck with the with the development and um, yeah, shout, shout when the Kickstarter's near and if if you want to come back on and have and have a chat about it, it'd be be fantastic. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll give you the hard sell. Sure, <laughs> excellent. Oh, thank you so much, uh, Graham. That's, no, that's my brilliant. pleasure, uh, especially as you have a headache. I'm I, sorry for making it's really, me different. It's 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 right in my eyeball and everything. <laughs> that's, that's never probably good. going. I'm probably going to die. <laughs> God. Oh. Right, go and rest. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.